should the nation's air traffic control system be placed into private hands? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. This is a debate that's been going on for years. It came up again in the latest bill to reauthorize funding for the Federal Aviation Administration in the form of a proposal to remove the air traffic control system from direct FAA control and create a private nonprofit corporation that would be funded by fees from airlines and owners of private aircraft. There would be a 13-member board of directors, four of them from the airlines, three consisting of owners and operators of private planes, and one for aerospace manufacturers. Just two seats would represent the voice of the public, nominated by the Secretary of Transportation, and the rest would come from unions and the chief executive of the new body. The proposal came under severe attack from many quarters and was ultimately removed from the Senate version of the FAA bill. It did get support from the National Air Traffic Controllers Association, though that wasn't enough to rescue it. But it's sure to come up again. Today, we'll hear the arguments against privatization from Selena Shilad, Executive Director of the Alliance for Aviation Across America. She raises a number of concerns, including safety, financial stability, accountability, and continuity of service to smaller communities. I spoke with Selena before the privatization measure was kicked out of the FAA funding bill. No doubt, though, we'll be arguing about it next time around. So here is my conversation with Selena Shalad. Selena Shalad, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. So we have a new proposal on privatizing the air traffic control system. What, in the opinion of the Alliance for Aviation Across America, is wrong with this proposal? Well, we have a number of concerns. If you think about our air traffic control system and our air transportation system as a whole, which is the busiest, the largest the most diverse in the world. It's also a system that ensures that we are serving the public and communities of all sizes. And so we have a lot of concerns about taking that and turning it over to a private entity, which would basically be accountable to the largest commercial interests in the system, as opposed to ensuring that it serves businesses and communities of all sizes. I take it this isn't the first time such a proposal has been floated. No, it hasn't. Uh, It's come up, unfortunately, uh, at least the last couple of times. This has been proposed as part of the FAA reauthorization debate. So, uh, as you know, Congress has to reauthorize funds for the FAA. And uh, each time that they do, uh, there's been kind of this debate about the structure and funding of our FAA. Definitely a, a debate that has a lot of different aspects to it and that we have to think about because we do need long-term funding of our FAA and for airports around the country. What is the setup in other countries? Do they have private or government-run 
uh, air traffic control systems? Uh, there's a mix. Uh, there are other systems that have private or public-private systems. One of the things that's been noted, uh, including by the Inspector General of the Department of Transportation, that quite a few of the air traffic control systems around the country that have privatized systems uh, actually are smaller than the U.S. So I mentioned that we're the largest airspace in the world. Uh, Canada, just to give you an idea, is the second largest airspace and is about 10% of the size of our system. So there are other countries around the world that have privatized, but there's questions as to the scalability and applicability of those models to the U.S. And I think a number of other uh, concerns as well about financial stability, cost savings, and from our perspective in particular, that access question. So for consumers and communities, whether or not that will ensure access to, to communities and airports of all sizes. Do you believe that a privatized system in order to pursue, well, I don't know if it would be considered a non-profit privatized system or a profit-motivated one. Do you believe that that might result in a pullback of service to rural communities and less-served communities? Well, I think it's certainly an important question to be asked. If you think about taking our public air transportation system and our air traffic control system and turning that over, so right now that's accountable to to the FAA, to members of Congress, and ultimately to the general public. So members of Congress, of course, are accountable to their constituents, and they represent communities of all sizes. But you're talking about turning that over to a 13-member board representative of different interests. And so if you have, for example, the commercial airlines with a significant portion of that board, and we already know that they've cut routes to small and mid-sized markets by about 20%, then it kind of figures to follow that you may see other cuts to service around the country. And, you know, where things like access or infrastructure and airport investment, I mean, I think it's a good concern that those resources and investments may get directed towards the largest hub airports. Now, as I understand it, under this proposal, the FAA would still have regulatory oversight. Is that in fact the case? And if that is the case, is that not good enough from your standpoint? That is the case. I don't know if it's a question of good enough or not good enough. I think that there's just a lot of questions to be answered. For example, I mentioned uh, an inspector general report. That same report recently raised questions about how that would function. So you have basically the FAA still acting as the safety regulator, but this new private entity that would oversee FAA operations and air traffic control operations. So it's kind of unclear uh, whether it's modernization or recapitalization, how different efforts would be coordinated between a private and a public entity. And I think, you know, there's, there's some questions that need to be answered. I guess another sensitive aspect of this proposal, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but it appears to propose that the whole system simply be given to this newly private body. Uh, to the airlines, in effect, is that the case? That is without, the case without any cost whatsoever, or any price on price on it. That is the case, and that's something that was recently raised in congressional hearing about this issue. That's definitely a question that has been asked: is in other systems around the world where they have turned to a private system, they have valuated that 
and the assets that they're going to turn over to the corporation, assign a value to it, and then the corporation pays for it in some aspect. And here you're basically turning over a huge, significant portion of our public assets over to this entity, uh, which the taxpayers have paid for, and really they wouldn't be paying for it. So I think that's another question that would need to be answered. How about the argument that a privatized body controlling this would be less bureaucratic than a typical government-run type agency? That's an issue that's been raised, and I guess our question is just kind of how. There's a lot of talk about increased efficiencies and cost savings, and it's just it's unclear kind of how that would occur. Right now we know that the FAA is funded through a portion of taxes and the general fund contribution. And first of all, you have kind of a funding stability issue where right now we have the general fund contribution, uh, so it's relatively stable. And then there's supposed to be all these cost savings associated with privatization. But, I mean, some figures that I have seen show that actually NAV Canada, for example, is a system that's often used as a model to emulate for the U.S. And according to some figures that I've seen, the current FAA system costs about $2.07 per mile to run, which is about $0.08 cheaper than NAV Canada. So in terms of funding stability, and cost savings, I think we need to see, right now it's sort of a broad principle, but it's unclear kind of where those cost savings and funding stabilities, how they would occur. I think no one would argue that the air traffic control system and the FAA are without problems over the years. And I'm wondering, uh, what do you see as being the big challenges that it faces? What needs fixing in the system? So I think that there's a lot that can be fixed. Different stakeholders have talked about the need to improve certification processes. There's been discussion about instituting better business practices, about making better progress on next-gen. So I think that there's a lot that can be done, but my concern is that taking this whole discussion about governance is kind of taking away from some of the debate about how we move constructively towards modernization. So I think that from our perch, from rural communities, I think that it's important to ensure federal funding of our airports. It's important to ensure that we have the safest system in the United, in the world. And so there's a lot to improve and there's a lot that we need to continue. But I'm, I'm not sure how this debate about governance and turning this over to a private entity gets us there. Well, you did mention next gen, the next generation of technology that's supposed to come along and automate and create much greater efficiency in the air traffic control system, but that progress has been spotty at best. What do you think has been the problem with bringing next gen online up to this point, and how do you think that can be addressed without this privatization proposal? Well, I think that, again, there are a lot of things that can be improved if we can focus on kind of the constructive steps that need to be taken towards next gen and modernization. But if you have something like splitting the FAA between a private and a public entity, I think that these reports, for example, from the Inspector General, members of Congress, there's kind of these discussions about how that would happen. And I I don't know that we know all of the answers, but I think that we know that this kind of debate about privatization is taking us away from the tangible constructive steps towards next gen and modernization. Can you read the congressional tea leaves at the moment and give me a sense of whether you think this proposal has a chance? 
Hard to say. I mean, I think that it's it's clearly uh, been a, a, a real debate and there have been strong proponents for moving toward this type of system. So I think there are some important questions that need to be answered, whether it's access or scalability or cost savings. And so I think that those questions will need to be answered, but hard to say what will happen. So we'll have to we'll have to see. I know that the current funding authority expires at the end of March. So uh, whatever Congress does, that will have to do relatively quickly. And when that happens, when the funding does expire, do you is it your position that that funding should be increased? Yeah, I mean, I think we need to ensure that there's long-term funding stability for our airports and for our aviation infrastructure. And so I think that we obviously support long-term funding bill. It's important that we keep our system as the safest and the largest in the world. And I think a big part of that is ensuring that we keep this funding. So I think that there are important programs such as the AIP program, EAS, uh, from our perch that ensure access and service to small and mid-sized communities in particular. So those are programs that we support continuing to be funded at those levels. And so I think those are the types of things that we'll be keeping an eye out towards. But no matter what, I would hope that Congress does not do what they did last time, which was a series, I think it was of 23 short-term extensions. I think that is the difficult piece that does not, that kind of precludes a lot of those longer-term airport projects from moving forward. Selena Shilad, I want to thank you very much for being with us today to explain the position of the Alliance for Aviation Across America on H.R. 4441, the proposal to privatize the nation's air traffic control system. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. That was my conversation with Selena Shilad of the Alliance for Aviation Across America talking about the ongoing debate over privatization of the nation's air traffic control system. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.